Hey guys, this is your host Scooby, and welcome to the Toon Balloon Podcast, our outlet to discuss, theorize, and enjoy our favorite webtoons with the occasional anime and manga sprinkled in between. Okay, so I am really sorry that this episode has been delayed for so much this weekend. I meant to start recording Friday, and things just kept getting pushed behind. I was really unmotivated this week, not so much for the podcast, but with all of my homework. I don't know. It was one of those weeks where I was just so tired, (laughs) and so I ended up pushing the podcast behind. So today... It's going to be pretty chill. We are mostly just going to talk about the last two episodes of Attack on Titan. And the next podcast episode will be primarily a Webtoon-based episode. So coming up first is Attack on Titan, Episode 7, Assault. The episode greets us with this bombastic battle between Paradise and the Marleans. I have to say, it was a little gruesome to see some of these scouts just get obliterated by all of those tank missiles or, I don't know, I guess the ammo from the Cart Titan's tank. Every time I'd see one of them just go kaploosh, (laughs) I was just like, oh my gosh, it just exploded. So we do end up seeing some of these scouts um, start falling back. And that's when all of the other Titan shifters start discussing their plans. We have Piek, Galliard, and Zeke in their Titan forms discussing the um, potential plan that they want to go through with. Piek starts sounding optimistic because she thinks that the scouts will have to fall back due to their limited resources with gas. So she says to primarily focus on Levi, which is very smart and analytical on her end. And even Zeke sends out praise to his, um, I guess, Titan shifter buddy. Eventually, her plan just kind of falls into shambles because we end up seeing a colossal Armin show up in a little boat in the middle of the ocean and changes the momentum of the battle by wiping everyone out from the area he shifted in. It was absolutely devastating to see the amount of damage he caused. I wasn't expecting to see the little boy that was still sort of alive after the explosion he had caused. And I looked into it and a couple people said that that wasn't in the manga and that was added in by the animators. So I think that gave a really good visual and understanding of Armin's temperament right now. He obviously is indistraught because this is something that he doesn't want to do. I don't think he wants to cause harm to people, just like how a lot of our other characters start to mention in the next episode. It is made clear that a lot of the Titan shifters do receive the memories of the previous shifter. And by the looks of it, Armin is getting a little phased out by what Bertolt has seen and what Bertolt's feelings are. Right after Armin had shifted and completely devastated the empire of Marley, we have Galliard angrily and impulsively attacking the attack Titan, which he leaves an opening for the other Titan shifters to get attacked. And that's when Levi breaks in and attacks the Beast Titan. I thought to myself, that's it? (laughs) I mean, because the Beast Titan is in its own self a beast. I did find it strange to see it get knocked down so quickly. Because I was like, well, he's not dead for sure. Because the body is still there and not dissolving whatsoever. So after that happened, we started seeing Piet get overwhelmed by the scouts. We have Jean, Sasha, and a bunch of other teammates ramble up around the cart titan. I have to say, whenever I see the cart titan, I can't help but not get this 
visualization in my mind of this old boss from this game called Catherine. The one I am talking about in particular, and it's kind of strange to compare it to, is the butt boss. I will leave a link in the description of the image I'm talking about, <laughs> but it is it kind of reminds me of it because the way the skin and the eyes resemble the butt boss on that game. <laughs> Not to mention the four-leggedness of it all. During that battle, we notice that Sasha has taken aim on one of the army men within the Cart Titans tanks. I love the use of the music within that scene. The suspense that it took to realize that Sasha had eliminated the army men. You can hear the devastation from the other teammates. And eventually we start seeing that Jean and his teammates all take out the cart titan with their thunder guns and we start seeing you know a spiraling cart titan fall to the floor and right when jean was going to deliver the final blow we have falco here come and kind of guard the cart titan to give her just enough time to blow out steam and it also has jean hesitate to even throw the gun which it has me confused because I can't tell if I should be rooting for either side <laughs> because I mean they're all people and I think the author does a good job at humanizing everybody and making it hard to fight for a side though of course I am kind of on Paradis's side just because we have been with them since the beginning but it doesn't mean that we don't hurt for some of these people who are just trying to survive in this battle because I mean their home is getting invaded and we can see that with Gabby and how she basically is a mirrored image of what Eden used to be when the first Titans attacked the wall. You can see the devastation, the anger, the want for revenge. So in the end of the day, we have characters from each side that all have their different motives and all are suffering in their own way. So Piek ends up heavily injured from the battle and you can see that she's having a difficult time healing and to be fair, I think they mentioned that the cart titan isn't very durable in comparison to other titans. I noticed too that she had trouble walking after her last transformation, so I can see her having a longer time recovering. She looked like she was in severe pain, and I felt a little bad watching her because of the artistic approach of the damage she took. We end up seeing Eden versus the Jaws again. And I noticed too that the attack titan kind of gave a look at the jaws <laughs> in the sense that he thought, man, you would make a great nutcracker because Eden can't rip apart the Warhammer shell or the egg for this matter. And I felt very bad for the shifter that is the Warhammer titan because the whole time this is happening, she's just staring intensely at everything and having no control whatsoever of how to defend herself. She is relying heavily on Galliard to protect her, but in the end, the efforts kind of fall flat since Eden ends up using the Jaws Titan as a nutcracker. When you watch the scene and you see the face of the attack Titan just menacingly, <laughs> um, just trying to crunch the egg. And sadly, Galliard ends up having to kill one of his own enemies unwillingly. We have Mikasa here not even wanting to look at the sight that is Eden about to eat the Warhammer. Not to mention he completely immobilizes Galliard by ripping off all of his limbs. And it just comes off very dark, but also smart. I mean, it is smart of Eden to think, oh, I'll use the jaws to crush the egg. But at the same time, it comes across a little devastating to watch. After all this happens, after he consumes the Warhammer Titan, 
We have Gabby and Falco screaming for Reiner to come and help them. And poor Reiner. I mean, Reiner has done some things that he he's not proud of. And it's obvious he's just not having the will to live anymore. And when he finally has to come to terms with the fact that he's going to have to play hero right now, you can even see the exhaustion and the lack of effort when it comes to Reiner's Titan. The Titan looks different. It has peculiar jagged um, shoulders. I don't think that the added features are intentional. I think Reiner's just feeling very unmotivated and he doesn't have the will to live anymore. So this is when episode 7 comes to an end and now we are going to discuss episode 8 of Attack on Titan season 4, Assassin's Bullet. And just by the title, I can already tell that someone was going to die, and I did not know who could have potentially died. But unfortunately, we do find out throughout this episode. And I was so sad since she is a favorite of mine, and I think too many. So this episode starts right off the bat from the last one of Assault, and that is with Reiner and Eden facing off. We have Reiner charging in on Eden. Instead of attacking, he just manages to grab Galliard. After a little bit of evaluation, Eden decides that he's going to fall out and back away because he doesn't think that he could defeat Reiner at this moment. So everyone starts to retreat. Gabby is here running after the airship and is anticipating to attack and infiltrate. Now, at first, she doesn't really know what she's going to do, but of course, Falco comes over and tries to convince her that there really isn't a need to go in battle. He understands that there has been a lot of casualties, but he also tries to empathize with the, the Paradise Eldians. Of course, we have Gabby here who kind of mentions the brainwashed mentality, but of course, I don't think she can really help that since this is what she has been grown up to learn and understand from the enemy. So from Gabby's perspective, she has something she wants to protect, and she's trying her best to protect it. The same thing that Eden would do and try to do when he had his whole home devastated in the casualties that he had suffered. I can see a lot of mirrored and comparisons between the two, and I can see why a lot of people don't like Gabby, and I feel like she gives many other Gabbies, like myself, a bad name, but I promise we don't all go on killing streaks. <laughs> but in this case, I know that this character will get a lot of hate, just because of the area and position she has been put in. So when she killed one of these scouts, you know, I assumed, okay, maybe this is the assassin bullet, but I didn't feel like this was the moment a prominent death would happen. I wouldn't know why an episode would just be called assassin's bullet if it was just one guy getting killed. So after she noticed that she can use the gear to propel herself onto the ship, that's what she ended up doing. And then Falco's brother comes over to try to catch them and stop them from trying to get onto the ship because it is kind of a death wish. I didn't know what she was anticipating because if she gets on that ship, it's one of her against many Paradise Eldians. And I wasn't sure how that was going to end up. Gabby even remarks that she thinks she's going to die. She tells Falco to tell her family and all of her friends that she loves them, that she has them in her regards. But when she propels and Falco's brother is trying to stop them, Falco grabs onto Gabby and they fly into the airship. Before they enter the airship, we get a glimpse of the scouts. 
Flouch is here trying to boost up morale because even though they had a couple of casualties, it was not nearly as much as what the damage they have caused to the Marleans. So of course their team is cheering and hollering, but Jean obviously is not in a great state of mind. He doesn't want all of this killing and he just wants it to end. And then we have Connie here kind of holding on to Sasha and John and just trying to tell them how much he cares about them and that he wouldn't know what to do without them. And I just had to think, Connie, why did you have to do that? <laughs> why did you put death flags on these two? One of them was going to go. I knew one of them was going to go. And I kept thinking, I don't think it's John. John looks like he still has stuff to do. And they really haven't given Sasha many lines this season. And I am aware of how much the author has tried to kill Sasha off. So I was so devastated to find that my prediction was true. The moment Gabby jumped in and she fired that bullet and it went right through Sasha's abdomen, I was devastated because she's one of my favorites. She's funny. All she wanted to do was just eat. <laughs> I mean, the girl was hungry and she just wasn't recovering from it. We can see here that Jean and Connie and the medics are trying their best to bring Sasha back to a stable condition, but it just isn't looking up. And of course, we have Flouch and the rest of the scouts come and attack both Falco and Gabby. And I just thought, Gabby, what are you doing? I mean, why did you have to go and kill Sasha? Why did you think that just killing the one person was going to benefit your empire at all. I mean, I just, everything was spiraling and obviously she is enraged and just getting attacked at this point. And I felt so bad for um, Falco because he really is a sweet character and I, I think he could genuinely care about everybody. So after this aftermath is happening, we have Eden getting thrown into a wall because Levi is here talking him down. Levi is kind of talking to Eden like he's a spoiled brat, which to be fair, Based on Hanji's analysis of him, she is mentioning that he kind of lost their trust. I mean, they mention that he is their sole weapon. Like, he is their secret weapon in order to help take down the Marleans. But they mention, too, that he runs off and is obviously trusting in them to come and rescue him. But in the end of the day, a bunch of casualties were made out of their own team. They make it a point that he has had people die just for his sake. So to see Hanji and Levi and everyone else kind of shun him and under make him understand that their trust has become fragile with him. That the next time he decides to pull a stunt like this, he may just end up get getting locked up. And while this conversation is happening, we end up having Gabby and Falco get shoved into this meeting room. We get this big reveal showing that Zeke is in fact helping out the Paradise Eldians. Zeke goes on to mention that they are miscalculations and that a lot of this is a huge stunt. I don't know what the plan is for, but by the looks of it, they are planning to use a royal blood titan such as Zeke and a founding titan, which is in Eden, in order to do something. <laughs> I'm not too sure, but I guess we'll see later on on what this plan is trying to provoke. Levi obviously doesn't look very happy with Zeke. I mean, by the looks of it, 
Zeke did some things that were not part of the, like, at least not part of the discussion, such as throwing a bunch of rocks at everybody and, you know, losing a lot of people during their invasion. So, of course, Gabby and Falco are betrayed. They don't know what's going on. They're shocked. And by the looks of it, they're going to get taken to paradise. But before this scene could end, we end up with the heartbreaking news, and that is our beloved Sasha is gone. The poor heartbreak in Connie's eyes. I just, I was just so sad. And we see Eden's reaction. At first, I thought he was laughing when he asked about Sasha's last words, and that was meat. And to think that when I saw Eden, I felt like he was giggling, but at the end of the day, this man was hurting, and he was dealing with grief kind of like in the way he lost Hans. We also end off with seeing Mikasa and Armin run over and are just in tears to see Sasha gone. And it just, the episode doesn't end off on a great note. We are obviously hitting a turning point of betrayal and devastation. And we lost our potato girl. So to honor her memory, I'm going to name this episode Meat. So the preview for the next episode is going to be called Brave Volunteers. And by the looks of it, it's going to be based in paradise. I'm not too sure if we're going to get flashbacks of the things that happened before Eden decided to hold himself hostage in Marley. I am curious of whether or not we are going to get any more memories of the Warhammer Titan. Because after the Warhammer had gotten eaten, I thought, well, that's it. I'd assume we get a little bit more out of it, but... I would think that we would probably see more images of the past through Eden's eyes since he will be able to see the memories of the Warhammer Titan. I don't know if he's going to see them through Zeke now that they are partnering up for some suspicious reason or we are going to see Historia soon. I love Historia. I can't wait to see her again. I am looking forward to the appearance of the inner walls. I want to know how it's going and what the technology is looking like. Because based on the gear that all the scouts have, I can tell that they have updated a lot in their technology. I'm curious if it's going to look much more modern. And I am expecting a lot of eye-opening news when it comes to Gabby and Falco. Because since they're going to be taken to the inner walls, I'd assume that they would be exposed to all of these civilians and understanding that there are regular people on the other side. Based on the previews, I did notice that we will be getting a lot of confrontation with Eden and the scouts. At least he's doing something like training and I can see that they are going to be holding a funeral for Sasha. Looks like we are finally toning down from the hyped stream of episodes that we have gotten. So I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen next. I will definitely cover this next week, so hopefully you guys can come back and check it out. Let me know your thoughts and opinions of what we discussed today in this episode by messaging me through either of my social media handles. My Twitter handle is gr 2 Cheddar, and my Instagram is insert underscore gooby underscore here. I would love to hear from you. Also, definitely tell me any other webtoons, anime, or manga you are interested in. I may talk about them in future episodes. So before closing off this episode, I wanted to ask you guys a question just to spice up the podcast and to promote engagement. 
Recently, I have decided to revive my manga collection. A while back, I used to have the complete Naruto series. And I think it maybe was uh, six years ago, I had to move out of my old house and did not have the room for all of that manga. So I ended up donating all of it. I know, what was I thinking? <laughs> I was devastated when I had to give it up. And now I think back and I'm like, I didn't need to do that. I want it all back. So right now I am just collecting all of the manga I can possibly can. So I am just hunting for every single volume of the Naruto series. And just at least the first volume of every favorite series of mine. So the question I would like to ask all of you is what is your favorite type of memorabilia that you like to collect when it comes to webtoons, anime, or manga? It could be anything from enamel pins, t-shirts, stickers, books, figurines, I mean, you name it. And even if you didn't have the funds to support this collection or addiction, what would you consider collecting? You can answer this question by messaging me through any of the social media handles mentioned earlier, or you can leave a comment in the comment section of SoundCloud. Also, thank you again to everyone who has been messaging me their theories on recent webtoons to just telling me what their opinions on the last episode was. It is so fun to talk to you guys about it, and I just have a blast discussing everything with you, and it really brings up a lot of great ideas, so keep them coming. I would like to give a shout out to a fellow listener and that will be Pot of Gold Comic from Instagram. Thank you so much for messaging me and sharing your theories on the fate of a rose. It is so cool talking to all of you and hopefully I can give another shout out to somebody next week. Now let's end this episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today and taking the time to listen to my humble podcast. I look forward to talking with you again. This is the Toon Balloon Podcast. I was your host, Gooby. See you next time.